All right, we are recording. What's good? Um, what's good? What's good? I'm so happy to see all of you guys' beautiful faces right now. This is amazing. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Chris made it. <laughs> That's fine. Early in the podcast, huh? Yo, what's going? I haven't on? even settled in yet. <laughs> Yo, I just wanna. Yo, so um, this is Brandon. This is your boy BK. This is your boy Brandon in Brooklyn. Um, with a shot for all the healthcare workers because it's important. And I feel like, yo, like what's good with the mass mask disrespect right now? Like there's just a lot of disrespect right now. And like, I just want a quick toast for you guys. Wait, wait, wait. We we should have spoke about the the toast uh you know before like, you can't you can't just be taking a shot by yourself brandon don't be selfish oh my bro. goodness i was not prepared oh whoa, whoa 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 they both prepared <laughs> they just had a briefing welcome uh, to last time on the d bitches <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome uh all right mm. enjoy that fellas uh, welcome <laughs> i mean yo go get something go 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 get a bottle we gotta we got we got nine Jesus. minutes Go get a beer. Settle in. Relax. I have nothing. I'm going to just drink my water. (laughs) I feel you. I hear that. Yo. Benny. Never go wrong with that. Where are you from, Benny? Oh, so I'm from, well, I was born in Staten Island, actually. And now I live in Brooklyn. I've been in Brooklyn for 12 years now. Um, I went to Syracuse University, but I came back and now I work here as well. Kind of like a way of giving back to my community in a way. Here's, let's go. There you go. I'll match you. Yo, thank, for, you. thank you for the healthcare workers. Holding it down for us. Just holding it down for us. Chris, where are you from? Um, originally from Brooklyn. Um, I moved to the Bronx maybe uh, three three years ago. Um, uh, I'm by the stadium. Um, I'm um, kind of enjoying the Bronx now, man. You know, like the Bronx is what Brooklyn like used to be uh, back growing up. You know, so it's it's, mm. it's cool seeing uh, seeing uh, you know just regular people you know like people that that've been like in the bronx for years you know generation so that's pretty dope yeah 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 that's what's up Ooh. so um kamal do you want to introduce yourself real quick before i kind of like yeah. yeah i'm uh kamal the the co-host for today on last stop of the d aka the last dragon um so as as professional healthcare workers, I just have a super basic, simple question: How how many bottles of hand sanitizer do you guys have at home exactly? <laughs> Benny, you you, you, you want to go first? Yeah, for sure. Real. Yeah, like um, unfortunately, I don't have that many. I actually have a small little bottle. I don't really use it as often. It's it's nice to have. It's nice to use, but it's also not like. You're not supposed to use it every day, every single time. So I just use it whenever I can. Usually just use soap and water. That kind of gets the job done as well. Yeah. Um, my 
my mom kind of went crazy uh making like bottles from scratch like like alcohol and gel and it's like she like finds things on, on Facebook and and like <laughs> starts rubbing it you know like rubbing <laughs> the solution on on random things but yeah um not, not that much like a bottle or two word not that many yeah word that's a funny question though so you guys know why you guys are here um benny i've known benny since uh, i think 2008 and chris is my amazing l bizzle and he they're both our guests today on last stop on the d because they both work in hospitals here in new york and uh i don't even know how you guys even got there like what happened like before you guys even got to working in hospitals what what would even what even made you guys want to do something as batshit crazy as that? Um, well, for me, I, I, was, uh, I was a paraprofessional in the DOE. I was taking a bunch of like uh, prereqs uh, to, to go back to school for physical therapy. I, I met um, a friend that was a scrub tech and he told me about it, and, and he said uh, um, that the hospital he worked in uh, paid for the scrub techs to go back to school. Uh, I thought it was a great, you know, chance to get, you know, in the door and also get help paying for school. Uh, so yeah, I, I I I like took the leap, and it, it's been a like a great like a great career thus far. Word, word. Yeah. Benny, what were you doing before you got? What about you, Benny? So for me, it's a little interesting. Uh, medical field or like the school or medicine has always been big to my mother. So she always wanted to be a nurse, but never had the opportunity. So I kind of just took it in her, like her little goal and decided I wanted to be a doctor. But unfortunately, I never really worked out as well. Um, medical school is really expensive, too many years. So I wanted to simplify my life a little and make it a little easier. So I became an engineer. Uh, it wasn't any much easier engineering, as you could tell, as you would know. Um, it's hard, like, holy crap, it's hard. So four years of biomedical engineering. Um, and thankfully, I graduated and made it out. Uh, but I started out as a student, and that's a person that fits uh, casts and they put, uh, like, if you break your foot and then you come back surgery, normally get like a foot brace or a, or something to wrap around your ankle and stuff like that. So I used to be the person that would put it on people. And um, through that job, I actually did pretty good networking. I was really good. Uh, I was really close with the director of that department who actually knew the director of medical engineering. Right. And just out of pure coincidence, uh, he was hiring. So I was like, hey, you know what? Might as well apply. I was only seven months in, into my job. And I was already getting a job offer as a medical engineer. So absolutely, absolutely accepted the role. And I feel like I was very blessed. And also like my networking was just on par at that moment because it was just extremely lucky that they just knew each other. And I just, you know, I skedaddled my way in there, kind of talked to him and spoke with him too. I got an interview like literally the first week and got into like the first month. It's amazing. Sounds like a blessing, bro. Congrats. Wow. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, like, thank God, really. That's amazing. Like, thank God that you, yeah, 
Not many of us get to live out our dreams, and that's dope that you got to live out yours. Yeah, how many? How how common would you say it is for people who go to school for what you go to school for to take up the exact profession that you've taken up? Like yeah, in your graduating class, yeah, that's that's a hard question. I think. I mean, like, I tried engineering for the first couple of years and had to bounce out and do IT. So. I mean, I'll just keep it a buck. I mean, and most of my listeners know this, like that I switched halfway through. That's just how it is sometimes, yo. As a rule, if it has engineering in it, it's hard. Those fire parties were too lit, right? <laughs> the way too lit, <laughs> yo. Oh my god. Yo. Damn. Yeah, that but I a, feel like for engineering, like the engineering was a pain in the bud. We started off with 60 of us, and then it, um, that was our first, my freshman year, and we were all just a bunch of lively group of people. And then the second year hit, sophomore year, and half left. Like we went from 60 to 40 real quick in one year. And then it cut again to 20 my junior year. And then and at the end of my senior year, 26 of us, I think, graduated in total. We had we get little cups at the end of our um, for our graduation gift as biomed engineers. And in that cup has all of our names. And it's a small, small little cup, but all 26 of us fit in there because there's not that many of us. It's really hard for biomedical engineers to make it. And then out of all of them, mostly all of them go do grad school and do some kind of research. None of them really do what I do in the medical field. What, what, so it's really hard to find clinical engineers. Sorry, um, what like what is it that you do? And you like like you like you mentioned your first job, but I, I might have missed like exactly what you do now. Yeah, and what hospital sorry, do you work at too? Please mention. Please yeah, share. so I, I'm a biomedical engineer right now. Um, it's very different. So biomedical engineering in itself is really hard to understand. Um, I'm kind of more of a, like a subsection of biomedical engineering called clinical engineering. And basically what I do is I repair, I calibrate and I like diagnose the medical devices like from EKGs to like, um, like anesthesia machines, ventilators, uh, defibrillators, like vital signs machines, all this kind of good, like all the kind of machines that kind of they're um, up to par to standards. And I work in a hospital in um, Brooklyn near uh, Canarsie and Bronzeville. It's called the Brookville oh. Medical Center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know Brookville. Chris, where do you, Chris, where do you work, Chris? What's your title? I, I work at, I'm a scrub tech, uh, a surgical tech. Um, I work at NYU Langone. And uh, I'm an ortho tech. So I... Uh, I do like like uh, ortho spine mostly, but like also joints. Um, I pretty much like set up the sterile field. I uh, make like I anticipate the surgeon's needs. So uh, before he he acts for like a drill, like like I already have to know um, which bit he wants and like how to pass it. Um, sterility is also like a huge thing. Yeah. Um, just maintaining a, like, like a sterile field, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do at work. Word. Word. We got, um, 30 seconds left before we start into the interview. Um, Chris, have you ever used a mechanical device that wasn't working and had to call a tech like Benny? Yes. Word. Um, the suction machines go down. The uh, 
Yeah, just just pretty much the suction machines. Like 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 the hospital is, is pretty good. Um, sometimes the beds, like we have trouble with the beds most, but not that often. Like like things work pretty well. Thanks, Benny. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to call us. We're not supposed to be getting these calls. Like um, honestly, it's scary. It's kind of scary to be like, oh, mid operating table. Oh, the machine is down. What do you? mean the machine is down it's not supposed to do that in the middle of operation so mm. thank god you're not getting those kind of calls mm. or you're not calling us at those times yeah it, it doesn't happen like often no. to, to, you mean like, you guys don't put honest. a ticket in for that kind of thing yeah, yeah. Not to. that's a lot of way to happen <laughs> she's not it brother <laughs> oh no things can't things can't go <laughs> Oh my God! Imagine mid surgery, your machine breaks down, and you're doing operating. Oh no, it's a yeah. disaster. Wow. And the surgeons would lose their shit. Mm, and I'm yeah. sure it does happen sometimes, you know. And it's, yeah. it, we've had instances where things go down, or like generators go down and stuff. In the old times, I feel like oh, you could kind of relate to like and being at NYU sometimes. You know, things go bad. Sometimes lights go off, and you know, it's kind of scary in those situations to have generators and have to like have like things on batteries instead of things on the wall. You have to no, adapt sure. to that, all that crazy stuff. Yeah, like scary things happen when like on on days like today, like like when there's like a, a like a snowstorm or like, like for Sandy, like we had a lot of people that were um, because it's the basement of the hospital flooded, so. The generators went out, so the machines, you know, a lot of things went out. And, but, but for the most part, you know, that like really never happens, you know. Good, good, thank God. All right, all right. So, second part. Um, was it real quick before you proceed? Was it a little bit choppy for Benny for anyone else for a second? Uh, it's like once it or twice. Be, yeah, yeah. My Wi-Fi goes down here and there. Okay. Oh, where are you? In my room, oh. but like the Wi-Fi is literally right outside my house, and right outside my door, and it's still trash. I don't know how. All right, you get a good IT guy to come and fix that. Yeah. Yo, I'm begging. I called. I'm like, yo, pull up, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, like we don't know what to say. Like, come on, I need someone to come help me out. Like, is it working? <laughs> Yikes. No, it just randomly disconnects. Like, and I don't know what it is. All right. All right. All right. Here comes the cut. You ready, guys? It's going <laughs> to, this is where I cut. Everybody stay still for like a second. <laughs> Thank you. So, hi, I'm Brandon, the main host of Last Stop on the D. Most of you know me. If you don't, now you know. Um, it's Brandon, aka Basquiat in Brooklyn. Brr, stand up. Um, I have two illustrious guests here, Benny and Chris, here with me. My longtime co-host Kamal. I brought these two friends of mine here because I wanted to ask them about work. Obviously, it's a pandemic outside, and the hospital industry is getting a major side eye for me. But I know nothing, and neither does Kamal. So we're here to ask a few questions. And see if we can get to know each other a little bit and learn something about something. So I guess uh, my first question is like, how was work today, Chris? Um, 
work was great. Uh, had had uh, two surgeries, and uh, you know, uh, rushed home to try to uh, get home without uh, crashing my car in the snow. So, great success. I made it. Word. I'm glad you made it home. It's a crazy snowstorm outside, by the way. Thank you both. I appreciate you both for just taking out of the time out of your day to even do this. Yeah, Benny, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. For what about me. you, Benny? How was work today? Oh, work today was uh, it was okay. Um, like I, I was telling you before, actually, I was still doing renovations on my because doing a whole merger and like. We want to make everything look good by the start of the year. So just um, putting up medical devices up and like setting things up. And it's really nice because I was on the ninth floor and it was like two, three o'clock. And so the snow just started hitting. So being at that height and like we have really big windows and they don't have blinds in them yet. Like they have, everything is like, it's just a huge open window. So I could see in the snowfall as I was setting things up. It was so peaceful and relaxing. I had little headphones and just vibing. It was, it was fun. <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, okay, I guess um, I'm really curious in general about like you guys's like corner of like the healthcare industry in particular. Like, I kind of want like your like unique perspective and opinion on how like at least you guys's corner of like healthcare can be just a little different, or you know maybe even better um tell me a little bit about like how things have been over the last last month let's say over the last month so it's december we got a new president what's good what changes for y'all benny you you want to go first Sure. I mean, <laughs> uh, the good thing about medicine and the good thing about being and like like uh, medical things is like it doesn't really matter who's president. Doesn't matter politics aside. Like as as long as things still get passed, um, President Trump or President Biden, any other president, they still care. Like, so they were still giving enough research. And that's all we really care about. We just want to have chance to improve people's lives. So having Biden as president, you know, it gives us a little more opportunity to kind of like really tackle science and be like hey you know so science is not an opinion it's fact and we have to follow it a little better than we did before hmm. yeah i mean um the the like the major thing is just uh with the pandemic uh just blessed enough to still have a job and you know like my career or or my field um it's still pretty stable and steady, which I, I, I pray for, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for. Um, as far as the presidency, like Benny said, uh, it, it doesn't really affect us like, like as much, you know? Hmm. So they're not, they're not really doing anything. Neither of the candidates who were, would have done anything to really affect you guys in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, you understand, like, when they start talking, they don't really talk about, like, healthcare or, like, their asked opinions. Oh, do you believe in, like, healthcare? Like, what do you believe in free, like, free this? Or do you believe in climate change? Like, these aren't things that you believe or not believe in. They're just facts and you kind of have to, you know, 
figure out how to solutions to these problems. So, but it's kind of sad to not hear anything like, oh, we're giving um, more money for the nurses or, oh, we're improving hospital standards or, oh, we're giving more money to hospitals. Now that we found out that this happened, let's give more money to hospitals who are really struggling because my hospital is always struggling hmm. and we don't really hear anything like that. So yeah. until then, then we don't really have much to hope for, like, you know, just move on and try to continue on. Something interesting I noticed was, uh, Chris, you work in a hospital in Manhattan and Benny, you work in a hospital in Brooklyn. Like, let's, you know, over the course of the last month, Chris, have things gotten better in your hospital? Have things gotten worse? And Benny, same for you. Um, when, when COVID first hit, things were a little crazy because um they didn't know like how to properly protect staff um we weren't prepared uh as far as like mask and proper proper uh proper uh protective equipment um so that staff could could feel safe when you were dealing with uh, covid patients because we were all exposed especially when the pandemic first started um since then uh things have changed like they have like protocol on uh where we could get equipment um how to put on like properly put on the mask um who to call if you can't find the mask where to go so there was like some um uh, some policy put into place to protect us uh, but at first it was just the wild, wild west. Like I was wearing my, my I-95 mask for maybe like two, three weeks, like till the strap would break. And then I was like, guys, that like, wow, I, I freaking need a new mask. Like, and still doing a bunch of surgeries a day and, 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 um, like, like super exposed and it's scary because we all have families. Yeah. I have a, a six month, uh, your old daughter. Well, back then my, my wife was pregnant, but, uh, thank God, you know, um, things worked out. Word. What about you? Okay. Things better. Yeah. Um, well, thankfully for me, like when COVID first hit, it was really, it was really bad, honestly, in the, in the beginning, because, you know, um, for a hospital that's in the middle of Bronzeville and it's most predominantly African-American and predominantly his, uh, Hispanic as well, uh, that it really hit them hard the most. So we would have like, literally we had three trucks full of like bodies just stacking. And it's because it's just hit African-Americans bigger. Like it, it's just a fact that it hit the minority community a lot stronger than it did anything else. Mm. And so like um, dealing with that in the beginning was bad. Uh, throughout the months, it got a lot better. For me personally, it was great because we got a chance to like learn a lot about how to repair things and how to repair things fast and how to fix things and how to move around and how to like, we're also doing reconstructions so or how to, like do that all these little fast things that you normally don't get exposure to because you know when do, when do pandemics happen so it was nice to be exposed to that um i guess you know learning experience it was good but just the overall covid situation it's all really bad so kind of stinks to hear that it's popping up again and we might have to face the same thing again mm. so i don't think anything's changed between back then and now if anything it'll get worse so yeah 
Yeah. How? Oh, look at this. We're so we got five minutes left of recording time, but I'll just set another recorder after this. My next question to you before um, before Kamal has a question: What like is your idea of things getting better? in the next month, two months, three months for people in you guys' position or just people in you guys' hospital facility? Like, what's your idea of getting better? Anything, give me anything. I know, I know. hang in there with me, Pop. No, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, uh, that's all. Just like, it, from your opinion, like how could things be just a little bit better, you know, in the future? Uh. Well, right now the the um, cause cause it's like the second wave, right? They call it the second wave. Mm. Um, my my hospital is handling it pretty well. Like there's checkpoints at, at like each door. Like you have to show. Uh, all right, this is kind of silly. So, Benny, uh, I'm not sure if, if if your hospital is doing this, but they have like this this daily check-in thing where you have to say if you have symptoms or not. Every day. Runny nose. Every day. Like, yeah. Every day. <laughs> have you traveled? But like for something as serious, I feel like you just can't take someone's word. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. they should still be checking everyone's temperature and they don't necessarily like, like unless you, um, like leave your phone at home that, that you can't do your daily check-in, then you have to like go to the desk and, and they check um check your temperature. But sometimes you don't have symptoms, and like like one of the only symptoms that you might have is a temperature. So you know you you could have a temperature and still feel you know okay, like you know like okay enough to go to work. You know, so um. You know, it's it, it's kind of silly to to just take uh, uh, someone's word for something right. so serious as like, you know, spreading, uh, you know, corona. You know, like uh, infecting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's that's the only thing that I feel like um, the hospital, you know, could change. I guess is okay. uh. Yeah. What about Benny? For, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think I cut off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for me, I I think uh, so. In a month from now, I think it'd be smart enough for most of us in our, in our hospital to have to be vaccinated. And I know it's a very there's a very big big like um, disbelief. Oh, there's like microchips in these things, or there's like someone's disease in here, or we're all gonna get like tracked down by the government and all this. Bill Gates, the government, Bill you Gates. can't trust them. Yeah, Bill Gates all is this stuff. putting dog chips. It's like, um, but you know, it's it's. Uh, I guess it's really it's. People were skeptical of the flu. People were skeptical of the flu vaccine, of, of the penicillin vaccine, like all oh, this nonsense. This has been going on forever. So I think it's just a hurdle to get over. So in a month, I think this month should just be focused on telling people, like be giving people information on what the hell is this going on exactly and stop spreading these rumors that, you know, all these people are government tracking us. Like none of this is possible. None of this exists yet. And if it does, they would have already done it. 
like, come on, let's be real here. It's the government. If they really wanted to, they could. Um, but like, it's just nonsense. It's just a lot of nonsense going around. And thankfully, like, it's, it's because of social media, you know, it's all this nonsense. So in a month, I just want to see that improve, the information so, that people are getting on the vaccine. Hmm. In two months, so, hopefully, more of us get vaccinated. And in three months, you just keep vaccinating people. And you just, that's how you do it. Herd immunity, eventually, people that don't want to get vaccinated get COVID, and that's how they're going to live. That's as simple as that. And then they're going to have to get it eventually. Yeah. Not, not not to be like dark or whatever, but like, like I agree that at like this circumstance, we should be uh, vaccinated. But I, 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 like, I definitely get people's like worry, you know, uh, like behind the vaccination. Like you just don't know, you know, and and, and and the government does have a long history of of uh, of doing shady stuff, you know. I mean, like yeah. the probability of it would be less in this circumstance, but I like I definitely like I definitely am worried about the long term effects of it because there isn't enough data, and they haven't really. Um, uh... <clears throat> hey, do you guys hear me? Yes, we're back. Come on. Part two. Welcome Benny, back. welcome back, sir. Very short. Hello, hello. Um, Benny Blanco. Real quick. Add a little, you know, cats got to get monetized out here. I need bread. I'm currently unemployed, by the way. If you guys know anybody, <laughs> any of my listeners, T guy, or just call me, please call me. Wait, wait, what happened, Brian? Uh, and I got a little cut off there. Yeah, couldn't hear money here. Uh, um, call me if you need an IT guy who likes to <laughs> and has a podcast. Um, if you uh, hire me, I, I need I need seventy I need seventy five grand, no minimum, no no nothing less, nothing less than that. Um, part last up on the D part two shot for the medical workers. Medical workers are fucking awesome. All I concur. From pecs all the way down to the janitor that cleans up at night. Here's to y'all. Building services. Love you guys. Ooh, spicy. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, what are you sipping over there, man? Like, come on, man. Little little Seagram's gin. It's a little something to keep you Damn, that keeps you warm. warm. <laughs> yep. This will be done in about an hour and a half. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> just joking, mom. I'm just joking. Hi, mom. <laughs> My mom. Hi, Brandon's mom. <laughs> She's going to start listening yeah. to the podcast. Oh, wow. Ooh, I'm scared shitless. All right. Um, <laughs> yo, where were we? Right, let me well, let me get into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, what do you think is the, the second, the, the area your hospital sends the second largest sum of money if you would know that's what i don't know like what do they spend Uh, the most i don't want to guess like i'm not trying to guess but guess fuck it right let's talk a little shit right let's talk Uh, a little shit i'm not we're not perfect i mean i'm not trying to teach anybody anything i'm not a professor of like podcasting like go ahead please fucking speculate yeah man it's not legal record any 
Um, I mean, people's salaries are definitely up there, man. I would definitely say like someone like mm. com- like a co- group of people definitely get paid a certain amount of money for a lot of things. Um, I mean, there's a you could charge just medical devices by themselves, man. People have multi-million dollar contracts just for people to Stryker. look at devices and check them. Just you know, Striker for example, yeah, Striker and like General Electric. General Electric is actually a humongous like medical device company, one of the biggest mm. in the world, and they make millions, millions of dollars. Like that's just right looking at and that's just medical devices, millions just for medical. So you can only imagine, you know, someone definitely has mm. to have that kind of money to pay that. So where would you say like a C-suite and like ex- like hospital execs salaries? would place on that list between like one to five chris you go first i mean like they have to get uh you know a few million right like like this like like uh i'm not i'm not sure fellas and and i don't want to like you know but yeah they have to make you know a few million (laughs) um Yeah, I would say for me and my hospital, like we have three CFOs and like two CEOs and like five COOs. So, wow. and you know, just the CFO, I would say, gets a good million. So, I would imagine they all get, you know, their fair share. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be the director, this is just to boss people around. Like, your job is to, like, you know, set meetings. And these are executives that talk to my boss and tell him what to do. And they're not, you know, they're not the wisest of people. They'd be telling us some some dumb shit to be honest (laughs) i had some like not super worth their value managers in my day i can i can think of one they'll go shot them out right now don't go into it not a good idea it's not a good idea mr alvarez knows who he is i ain't hiding it Kamal's trying to like keep us on, on like uh don't make smoke. it hot. Like I want all the shit. smoke. Don't make it hot. You want all the smoke. I don't want all the smoke. <laughs> I do not. I don't even have a job anymore. Fuck, the Fuck it. Go ahead, bro. Go yeah, ahead. Other, other people do that. Air shit out. <laughs> Getting a stimulus checked soon, apparently. So we let. Yo, I need. Oh, oh yeah. Need yeah. We get like, like all people. Though. All people. Yeah, but they're taking away fucking unemployment. <laughs> Oh shit! That's are they gonna do that? Unemployment benefits to give everyone six hundred dollars stimulus. A one-time, a one-time, 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 six hundred dollars. What are we gonna do with that? I mean, buy a PS5. Buy a PS5. What the hell? They'll buy a gaming console and starve. You eat off that. You can eat. You can eat noodles off that. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 it's tough out here, man. Like, like there are a lot of people struggling. Like, mm-hmm. Whoa. have that? you have you seen like an upturn in like I know hospitals are a place where like homeless and unfortunates just end up just by the nature of like the lack of their own personal upkeep. Have you seen like an uptick of that during these COVID times, or mainly just COVID patients? Sorry, it, it kind of broke up for me. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure what you said. Oh, I was saying um hospitals are like kind of a place that like um homeless and unfortunates turn up at just be- by the nature of you know their state of being. Have you seen like would you say that you've seen like an uptick in that over the last few months because of the pandemic or just in general an uptick of patients because of COVID? 
Well, well, being like right by Bellevue, which has like like, like the biggest uh, mental health ward within the city, or like like one of the biggest, and they also have like a huge men's health uh, men's uh, shelter. Um, be- because of the location of Bellevue and the population that they service, and then um, combined with the fact that the cops are a lot more hands off with with certain things, like I have been seeing a lot more home like homeless people, uh, her, her like harassing people, uh, using the bathroom in places that in broad daylight that they wouldn't normally do, like wouldn't like normally uh, uh, have the gall to do. Um, and yeah, like there's a lot of like, like, like homeless people. And then when and I say homeless people, like we also have to talk about like the mental health issues that these homeless people um, are dealing with, which adds like a whole nother dynamic to their behavior, you know, like, and, and, and what they're capable of. Um, but yeah another layer of complexity for how to he like handle them as well. Yeah. What about you, Benny? I would say in my case, uh, I live uh, with a hospital where I work in is an area in Bronze- it's Bronzeville, Brooklyn. <clears throat> and if you guys have ever like heard about it or been around it, it's like one of the worst areas in Brooklyn, like period. It's, re- it's a really bad area. So the streets aren't really that great. Uh, I definitely seen a lot more homeless people walking around and like, you know, looking for, you know, people usually were looking for cans and stuff like that. You've definitely seen a lot more of that. In my hospital, actually, it's been the opposite. We've seen um, people stray away from going there. There's a very big belief um, in the community around there that, you know, going to the hospital is actually bad for you uh, because, you know, people say if you go to the hospitals, basically you're going there to die. That's the belief. So people do stray away from coming to the hospital. So there's been a lot of reduction. People don't come for surgeries anymore. People don't do, um, people just come in for like, if you have COVID or if it's, if, or if you get shot, it's really just like that. So the hospital has been losing a lot of money as well, especially because most of the patients that we do get to see have to be Medicaid or Medicare. So that's mm-hmm. also like, it's really hard to have patients and then to only have patients that are Medicaid and Medicare is even worse. that whole medicare medicaid system in and of itself is a clusterfuck um mess hopefully it gets better hopefully it's on its way to getting better not worse Mm -hmm. Um, i I think i think kamal had um another oh yeah and in one of our pre-production meetings we were talking about this um this high precision surgical machine is da vinci the da vinci surgical machine you guys heard of that yeah that definitely yeah you guys you guys are probably like oh, that's the coolest thing ever do, do either of you guys as hospitals have that machine mine uh mine does yes mine does as well have you guys got to see that in action ever like yeah so so uh the da vinci um they're able to do it, it, it's kind of like well it's a lot um it's a laparoscopic uh surgery or procedure 
they put like ports in the person's body and then the surgeon is not scrubbed in. So he like, he's not sterile. Um, there's like a little, um, it kind of looks like a video game console and um, it, had, um, it has handles and he manipulates the Da Vinci's arms through the robot, but he's not by the patient. So the, the scrub tech and usually like the PA drape the patient, um, doctor robot, the PA makes, um, make, makes the, the incision. We uh, put the ports in and then the arms come in and the like, like the doctor's on like the other side of the room, the surgeon, and he's, you know, in there, uh, either you know suturing or or taking stuff out you know mm. depending on on like what the procedure is but yeah it, it's really dope that was really yeah yeah i thought it was the coolest thing ever like um, when i first saw it we just uh we diagnosed things and make sure like we were repairing things so we stumbled across it we're like yo like this is the da vinci uh, if you ever seen the video they did surgery on a grape that's the da vinci being used it's super mm. small precision cuts and like repairs and stuff it's really cool oh my god to put my hand through it so it like it really does feel like a glove it's like putting a glove in and then whatever you move your fingers the fingers like wow I guess like you could you could feel the resistance and stuff. It's the coolest look sounding. It feels cool and you just wanna like try to open it and use it. But yeah. Yo. Very expensive. Super expensive. <laughs> I didn't know I had tactile feedback. It has tactile feedback in those gloves you put your hands in. You looking it up right now. Yo, <laughs> um to any of the listeners, leave a like or a comment below if you've ever seen or heard of a Da Vinci machine before today. <laughs> They have a few like like uh cool cool like uh globus. Um they're a spine like a spine company and they also have a similar robot where they like they're able to take a 3D x-ray of the person's spine. So when they're dropping screws, like the screws are super precise. So before the surgeon would would kind of guesstimate take x-ray like like put the tap or like the drill in the like in the, the direction that he was trying to put the screw mm-hmm. and then if he liked it then he'll drop the screw if he did it then he'll he'll fix um the tap and then make like another small hole take another x-ray so that's crazy not so not only was the patient exposed to a bunch of x-ray before, but the screws weren't the best because, you know, it's just human error, you know? They so guessed. now I don't want no... You said guessing, I was like, what? <laughs> they guess. Yeah, like, Crazy. like, like, they guess and then, like, take an x-ray to see where the, like, where the screw was headed. And, yeah, but now it's just, like, like, this robot, they take like one um, X-ray. The person's spine comes out like 3D. Then the like the robot tells you what size screw would fit in the person's spine. So it's it's like like pretty dope. It's pretty dope. That's crazy. But not every country has them, and not every hospital no. has one. No, no, no. 
course very hard to get hmm. i wonder what would happen if like that was like the baseline of every hospital standardized you know to have a da vinci you know? <laughs> sorry guys i have no like like this is my first podcast and like this is my first time ever like doing something like this so <laughs> still getting still getting a little used to the view all right that's fine we only got um like one or two more questions and then i'm gonna kind of open it up because you know, i want to like loosen it up and actually like pour a drink with you guys sure um, yeah man yeah hey. you guys pop my my you guys pop my uh my podcast cherry what's up guys <laughs> <laughs> happy to have popped it happy to have popped the podcast cherry it's very happy chris um you know what you got come on yeah i was gonna ask um more a little bit more about the da vinci because like if a machine is that like um like advanced that hard to come by the upkeep must also be substantial as far as cost goes yeah, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna put but, a clip in for the. Uh, you, you, yeah, you'd be surprised how many medical devices, like how expensive these things are. Like, uh, the Da Vinci itself costs probably a couple million to just like diagnose and calibrate and figure out what's wrong with it, like figure out all the insides, and because it's a lot of parts, a lot of things, a lot of small intricacies, and just a small little thing costs a couple of thousand dollars to replace, like boards and like motherboards when things go bad when like. Um, machines go bad and you have to change the whole motherboard you know you know your guys are IT guys that, that stuff is expensive and in medical and in the medical industry specifically it's even worse for some reason whatever if a motherboard cost a hundred two hundred dollars here it would cost five thousand ten thousand dollars in the medical field and it's like for no reason like some of these things are plastic and they're they're five hundred six hundred dollars some of these things don't even last that long like infusion pumps we break like 10 15 a day and they're they're five hundred dollars each and to repair it's four hundred dollars each and that all all of that's ridiculous like you would make business selling medical devices anywhere any place because they're just a ridiculous business there's nothing regulating how how expensive these things could be so do you think that the expense of these parts is somewhat like artificial or do you think like, do you think that the expense comes from the fact that these people making it are like, oh, there's a lot of money in medicine. We're going to milk that because we are kind of the only guys who make this thing. So listen to this. There's something that takes um, your saturation, your oxygen saturation levels in your finger. I'm pretty sure you, you know what it is. The SPO2, yeah, pulse ox oximeter. Those things, there are different companies that sell it. Each different company has their own uh, specific uh, port. So if you have the machine in that place, you could only use that machine's specific port. You can't get a third-party um pulse oximeter and plug it into that machine because it'll recognize that that it's a third-party pulse oximeter and it'll tell you guess what you can't use this you have to use the company specific port all of these devices do that yeah and now with the whole like right to repair like stuff like that more companies are doing it they're restricting what you could use so third-party vendors that like could sell these things for so much cheaper can't do it because their um their machines are coded to not register third-party machinery it's ridiculous. That is kind of crazy. How, how, like, 
like how much incentive do you think that these um these hospitals have to to because there's so many ways to save money that I don't think that they're really incentivized to to actually do it because when you look at the like the medical court like even trash you know how much trash we use like oh they have goodness. to get rid of hmm. so I, I I don't think that there's enough incentives like for these hospitals like there has to be a way like there has to be a reason why because for someone that that like like is I, I I'm not really like that like outside looking in but I, I, I'm at the lower tier, you know, like there are a million positions higher than me and, and things don't make sense to me. I'm like, why, like, like, why would we do that? Like, why would we sign a contract with this company? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, those inside deals, yo. I mean, that, that's what I'm thinking. You guys, there has to be another reason why. Yeah. Are, are there any, um, are there any like small medical supply companies like that's the thing is like i don't feel oh, there's absolutely my my hospital give is one um, shout out give one shout out give a shout out so they can get some well more see my, my hospital is sponsored by a medical a small medical company and they're the ones that like help diagnose the machine so there's a lot of these companies that are trying to take like the like smaller hospitals and say hey why are you paying two million dollars in ge and these big companies when you just need someone to look at small little things like we could do that for you and charge you so much less like it's not it doesn't make sense to be paying big these big companies to check your machines which they like charge you for checking them they charge you for the part they charge you for this they, they don't even that's so much money and we had a big argument with uh, my hospital and the biomed department and other departments because we weren't we felt like we weren't getting like the necessary like repair like the necessary payments that we needed like we weren't getting the parts that we needed on time and we complained we were like hey like we save you guys a lot of money just fixing these things what takes me well you pay me an hour and it takes me like a couple hundred dollars takes we'll take the company thousands of dollars and they'll charge mm-hmm. you no problem and you have to pay because guess what if you stop paying they're not going to fix your machines anymore mm-hmm. whereas if you stop paying me i get i get it i understand the struggle i will still work and i will still do my thing there's little things like that keeping your staff happy like the housekeeping staff like i get you and love your nurses and everything but you gotta appreciate the little people like the people that pick up your trash like if they all stop picking up your trash that's a big role if people stop picking up your sterilized needles that's a big role people stop cleaning your medical devices like stop sterilizing them if people stop doing that that's a pretty big deal too yeah. and i feel like oh, that's that's a lot that's another thing we're sleeping on how housekeeping and the little people that matter a lot yeah very slept on daily i i hear that you know shout outs you know my shots to them brandon you're funny bro yo like i'm telling you like (laughs) he's like a hype man (laughs) yo my super thank me so much and i'm like i'm unemployed i couldn't even make my gift to you that large but he was like people don't even break me no bread my shitty little trash job and shit. And I'm saying, like, they just slept <laughs> on, dog. Like, they slept on. Imagine, like, on a hospital level, like, people just, you know, they probably just, just throw the needles in the ceiling and get, you know, fetch, you know, or something. I don't know. They just not appreciated, and I wish they were more appreciated. For sure, bro. That being said, 
for the low my last wage one though, Brandon. healthcare workers. I... <laughs> Don't be a bitch. I know, I know. We're not 23 anymore, Chris. That's for goddamn sure. Man, Just be, I am. Man. Get fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I'm 24. Okay. Um, one yeah. More. Still there. Yeah. You're 24. He's a neo. This guy. He's a neo. God bless you, bro. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know people tell me I act like you're really old. But I'm 24. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you're mature, Benny. That's what they mean. They just don't know how. Thank to you. Thank you. Basically, I'll take what I can. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yo, yo Kamal, do you have any more? Because I've got my my um, what do you got? What do you got? Nah, we'll be here all night if I ask these next couple questions, though. All right, ask. Yo, you guys can more. pull up to my hospital. I can give you guys a tour. I basically go walk anywhere the fuck I want. Like, word. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. And I help you come clean some yeah, surgical equipment. I'll be happy to. <laughs> I'll tell them I'm a yeah, failed engineer. <laughs> it's fun it's fun to explore a hospital like it's i get lost like literally every day and it's fun to go look around and see what the hell things are there's some crazy stuff in these hospitals man yeah no no no. it's it's pretty dope so 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 benny you you you're in charge of making sure that like certain machines still run or like all machines throughout the hospital Basically like all machines old. now. But first it was just like um vital signs, like simple stuff, EKGs, like vital signs, like temperature probes and stuff like that. But eventually I started working my way up more. Um I could repair a ventilator, but not like um do a full full repair because I'm not certified and stuff like that. Like I could open up an extra machine and I understand, but I can't t- like repair it myself because they don't allow me to. Um <clears throat> that's another thing. We're very restricted because unless we have a certification, we can't do anything. But I could do simple things, and I understand. Like if I open something up, I I know how to put it together, and I know how to fix it. That's kind of our job to finesse and mm. save them a lot of money. Me, I, I I usually grab it and just bang it. Yeah, that then you know <laughs> we kind of do that too sometimes. You know, like, shit, it's not working. You just <laughs> okay, turn it back on. Just try to make it work while we and can. And that just starts working, right? No, you'd be surprised how many times like these things come down and like yo it stopped working it just it's on fire like it blew up and it's like okay it's just a battery Jeez. or okay it's just like it's yeah. just a cord fire. that's tangled or guess what it's not plugged Try in plugging it, it in <laughs> yeah oh my goodness and it's that, like simple things thing. like that everybody's like well it's plugged in you look and the plug is like on the floor and we all like <laughs> Fuck, guys. Just hang up the phone. Just hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's um, horrible. Chris, question for you: How do you think um, hospitals could like benefit from having more surgical techs? And then the last, and then after you answer that question. Yo, what do you like? What do you wish was different about being a surgical technician? How would they benefit from having more of you? And what do you wish was different? And then we'll, just... well, like, how how would they benefit from having more of me, of us? Um, I don't know, bro. That's a good question. Uh, just pretty much like we we um we 
we're kind of in charge of like also like keeping the surgeons calm you know like, like there has to be a certain kind of like uh finessing that you have to do um like there are a lot of like a type um a lot of a personalities within the surgical uh uh room or, or team mm. um so you you like you have to be able to to uh be be firm and assure the surgeon that you know what you're doing but you can't let them like push you over either i mean like 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 but you can't be disrespectful so you have to be firm but not disrespectful and and because nurses also scrub when you do both um it's kind of hard you know because you're changing gears um when you're a scrub tech like you're next to the surgeon every day you develop a different kind of rapport with them um so how they would benefit is just like having like a better surgical environment because we we scrub every day with the surgeons so we know them we know their pet peeves we know what type of bobby tips they like we know like how to pass certain things how to like um you know from their glove size you know um mm -hmm. so just uh, uh just uh repetition within the room you know like like when when you a scrub tech the scrub tech knows what sutures the the the, the surgeon wants you know so just just pretty much uh if there were more scrub techs, it'll be more people to spoil the surgeons, I guess. I don't know. Keep the surgeons happy. <laughs> and I'm sorry, real quick for the listeners, what is a bovi tip? Uh, a bovi tip kind of uh, kind of zaps like a like 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 kind of stops bleeding. Well, not kind of. It it like uh, it stops bleeding. So it, it's like an electrical charge that's that zaps like a vessel and stops it from bleeding oh that's what they do yeah what you do yeah they fry you bro <laughs> that an esu like with the coagulate and the mm -hmm. yeah you know what's crazy i have no idea how that works right like i have no idea like how it uses in surgery how we operate how like surgeons use it however i calibrate that like I make sure like the numbers match up. Like I do the medical, we have a, a analyzer that we put the little needle in that we zap and then it sends the shock into the machine. The machine calculates the jolts that it's sending and it displays it. So I understand exactly what the procedure is. I just never seen a, anybody use it. I have never, like you explaining it. I was like, wait, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I have no idea how to fix it. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Um, the more I see surgery and the more procedures that I see makes me even more afraid to actually get surgery. Cause this is like, this <laughs> oh thing, my like, God. <laughs> like, like the more, you know, like the more, like, like the more, you know about something, like the more freaked out you get about it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, it's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. We got seven minutes left, but I'm going to call it in five minutes. Um, the last 
All right. Five for five. This is a lightning round part of last stop on the D. I'm going to ask you five questions. You both five questions and you have five seconds or less to answer them. Do we get a chance <laughs> to ask you guys questions? Uh, yeah. Ask yeah. <laughs> Yo, lightning round. Benny, um, what's, what's the top three movies or TVs you watched during the pandemic? And then the last two musical artists you didn't listen to before the pandemic started, but that you like and listen to now. Go. Oh my God. Okay. I watched uh, The Mandalorian, which is fire. I rewatched Harry Potter, the whole series. That place was awesome. And I rewatched Lord of the Rings because that is also fire. Holy crap. Word. Okay. Um, Let's see. Artists that I've never listened before. I listen to a lot of artists actually that I've never listened to before. I, I'm a very rock person, but this year I've kind of like branched out. It's too many to mention, but I kind of just went through the list of all the top 50 and went through and like, okay, this is good music. I like this kind of branch okay. out. Give a, give a little shout out. Give, give a little shout out to a band. All the bands I like are all dead. So shout out to the dead bands that were, that <laughs> made fire music that don't exist anymore. Like we miss you guys. Yeah. <laughs> OD, bro. Let's go, Chris. <laughs> he said OD, bro. Um, I've been watching a sh- like trash TV, like sh- Shameless. Watch um, oh, fire. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually watching it right now. Um, um, Shameless. Uh, I saw the Queen's Gambit, which was pretty dope. Um, oh, word, word. What else have I been? Oh, did um that hbo series about the husband that killed the mistress Fuck, what's the name of it? oh wait 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 the spoilers we can't even say the name of that now. come on you got it <laughs> no no no, no no but no it, it, it starts off like that like the, that's the, that's the, the finale of the yeah it's, it's the finale <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Okay. Let's just start. Uh, no, 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 that yo, that four 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 album, like Jay Z shit, like I I I like start my like my morning with that, like it, if you're trying to just feel like a nice vibe and you know like yeah, uh, I just play it and like walks the train, feel like a grown man. Kinda, yeah, it's just like <laughs> I feel it's like, like a grown good, man. When it's grown like man, you. yeah, just like, uh, but it has a lot of like uh, anyway, right. but yeah, word. Those are none of those artists are new, but thank you. All right. Okay, all right. All right. Ask questions. Go ahead. Ask your questions. New we, we really got three minutes. Nah, left nah, no new artists. All school Those artists or dead artists. Give me, give me something that you just wasn't vibing with before pandemic, pre-pandemic. You know, like BC. They say everything before COVID was BC. So like, <laughs> Boy, you, you wasn't fucking uh... with BC. What artists weren't you fucking with BC, and that's that, that you are fucking with now. Give me two. I, I, that's I, so I, bad. I I'll give you my two. I mean, but I mean, but I want yours after yours after yours. I don't want to. Okay. I don't. Know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Hold on. Let me check my phone. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't. Right. 
No, nah, uh, I mean, yeah, just give me, give me some, give me two. Uh oh, oh, that two chains album was fire, fellas. <laughs> yeah, it was. two chains shit was fire. That, that shit was, was fire. Yeah. Was um. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Ask us questions. You guys got three minutes and forty-five seconds. Oh my God. Yeah, Benny. You go first, Chris. No, no, All I right. don't have a question. That was found spot. <laughs> All right. When is the next podcast, and what would uh, your topics be? Uh, Friday. How, Friday and topics? Um, I'm interviewing another brother from, uh, who does hospital administration, and it's going to be similar but a lot shorter because you guys have a lot deeper jobs, and you guys have had longer careers than both. You know Juan, Juan Lombard. He uh, just had a daughter, too. She just turned a year. Oh, yeah. September. Girl dads. Yeah, girl dads, yeah. I might, I might, I might have, I might, I might have to make one of you guys. You pregnant, bro? Whoever, no. My my sister oh, is pregnant. Actually, like she can't. It's a boy. Congratulations, part. bro. This is gonna get cut out for sure because she just came <laughs> yesterday. She's pregnant. So in August she's gonna have a baby. Congrats to her. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm gonna be an uncle. COVID baby. Yeah. Yeah, man. She got married hey, in COVID. Bro, congrats. And, you know. You know. Are you gonna call the baby COVID something like <laughs> Koval? I hope so. Koval. Some other than K. Right. Crazy shit. Some little Some nonsense. Shit. Give me a, give me another Shaka. question. Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that's pretty. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. You can have someone on your podcast. Who would it be? Mm. Have someone on my podcast. Who would it be? I would have. Yeah. Um, damn man, you know who I really want? Um, Tim Ferriss. There's a guy who writes lots of books. Super fucking smart, and I would love to just talk to him about his journey like last stop on the d i should have plugged this in the recording but last time on the d was generally like a podcast for urban entrepreneurs and just people of color to kind of get their shit out and talk about their journey the good bad and the ugly right because people black people learn people of color learn the most from storytellers that we pass down for generations generations so i wanted you guys to come on and tell your story um what, yeah. what what's the what's the biggest like obstacle that you guys face is trying to get your podcast out um biggest obstacle uh finding the way to make the most out of the equipment that i already have like i already have equipment already have mics already have access to software now which helps me create better um content um yeah just you know like making the best out of shit that's that's my biggest struggle, knowing how to use Adobe Premiere Pro like a pro, because I'm not, you know, I'm not. I mean, I've been doing this for a little while, but I'm not a pro. So, what about scheduling, man? Yeah, s s scheduling is also difficult, but yeah, scheduling more time for things as well to answer that question is probably going to be the so solution to that problem. Ten thousand hours, right? So, mm. <laughs> but I heard too. You know. It's my biggest challenge. Yeah, you'd be and, surprised. The more you do something, the funner it gets. Listening to myself, Chris. That's what the answer to that question. Listening to myself is the hardest part of this fucking podcast. <laughs> so I hate listening can, to myself. Can we get a version of the final copy? And do we have any like rights to say, nah, don't drop that? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Just tell me what you don't want and I'll censor. I can edit it out. I can just chop it out. I've had women talk about like, oh, last stop on the D. Can I ride the D and shit? 